Welcome to Beautiful Bible Podcast. This is my reading journey through the beautiful and inspired story about Jesus, who we are, and how God loves us with an everlasting love. I'm Eric, and we're currently in 2 Corinthians. One of the verses we read yesterday, 6.13, is, In return, I speak as to children, that part's in parentheses, widen your hearts also. It stuck with me for a bit, and I started reflecting on all the back and forth between Paul and the Corinthians over however long a time in these two letters that we have. And I realize it feels repetitive, almost like a parent having to tell and instruct and remind their kids over and over and over again. Part of it is that all of this Jesus life is its new to everyone, to Paul, the early disciples, the churches, the Corinthians. It was this new and subversive, upside-down way of life and living that everyone was trying to make sense of and work out. That's how I've mainly been looking at it. But something I think I took for granted was the former lives everyone had or was leaving behind, being transformed from. With them back then, and with me today, I tend to forget the process and the journey aspect of walking with Jesus. Meaning, as human beings, from the moment we exist, we are a constant and continual collection of experiences and defining interactions and redefining shaping moments. We're not in some raw, neutral, natural state or blank slates when we meet Jesus. We're not untouched pieces of clay being molded freshly by God. You know, we've been shaped and reshaped billions of times that become deep parts and habits in ourselves. And still so. And God is working with that, with us, with me. And I need the repetition, it seems, like a child, to widen my heart. Help me, Holy Spirit. As I'm being shaped and as I shape those around me. All right. We're in chapter 8 of 2 Corinthians. Thanks for joining. Let's go. We want you to know, brothers, about the grace of God that has been given among the churches of Macedonia. For in a severe test of affliction, their abundance of joy and their extreme poverty have overflowed in a wealth of generosity on their parts. For they gave according to their means, as I can testify and beyond their means, of their own accord, begging us earnestly 
for the favor of taking part in the relief of the saints. And this, not as we expected, but they gave themselves first to the Lord and then by the will of God to us. Accordingly, we urged Titus that as he had started, so he should complete among you this act of grace. But as you excel in everything, in faith, in speech, in knowledge, in all earnestness, and in our love for you, see that you excel in this act of grace also. I say this not as a command, but to prove by the earnestness of others that your love also is genuine. For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sake he became poor, so that you, by his poverty, might become rich. And in this matter I give my judgment. This benefits you, who a year ago started not only to do this work, but also to desire to do it. So now finish doing it as well, so that your readiness in desiring it may be matched by your completing it out of what you have. For if the readiness is there, it is acceptable according to what a person has, not according to what he does not have. For I do not mean that others should be eased and you burdened, but that as a matter of fairness, your abundance at the present time should supply their need, so that their abundance may supply your need, that there may be fairness. As it is written, Whoever gathered much had nothing left over, and whoever gathered little had no lack. But thanks be to God, who put into the heart of Titus the same earnest care I have for you. For he not only accepted our appeal, but being himself very earnest, he is going to you of his own accord. With him we are sending the brother who is famous among all the churches for his preaching of the gospel. And not only that, but he has been appointed by the churches to travel with us as we carry out this act of grace that is being ministered by us for the glory of the Lord himself and to show our goodwill. We take this course so that no one should blame us about this generous gift that is being administered by us. For we aim at what is honorable, not only in the Lord's sight, but also in the sight of man. And with them we are sending our brother, whom we have often tested and found earnest in many matters, but who is now more earnest than ever because of his great confidence in you. As for Titus, he is my partner and fellow worker for your benefit. And as for our brothers, they are messengers of the churches, the glory of Christ. So give proof before the churches of your love and of our boasting about you to these men. Now it is superfluous for me to write to you about the ministry for the saints, for I know your readiness, of which I boast about you to the people of Macedonia, saying that Achaia has been ready since last year, and your zeal has stirred up most of them, but I am sending the brothers, so that our boasting about you may not prove empty in this matter, 
so that you may be ready, as I said you would be. Otherwise, if some Macedonians come with me and find that you are not ready, we would be humiliated to say nothing of you for being so confident. So I thought it necessary to urge the brothers to go on ahead to you and arrange in advance for the gift you have promised so that it may be ready as a willing gift, not as an exaction. The point is this. Whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, and whoever sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. Each one must give as he has decided in his heart, not reluctantly or under compulsion. For God loves a cheerful giver, and God is able to make all grace abound to you, so that having all sufficiency in all things at all times, you may abound in every good work. As it is written, He has distributed freely, He has given to the poor, His righteousness endures forever. He who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food will supply and multiply your seed for sowing and increase the harvest of your righteousness. You will be enriched in every way, to be generous in every way, which through us will produce thanksgiving to God. For the ministry of this service is not only supplying the needs of the saints, but is also overflowing in many thanksgivings to God. By their approval of this service, they will glorify God because of your submission that comes from your confession of the gospel of Christ and the generosity of your contribution for them and for all others while they long for you and pray for you because of the surpassing grace of God upon you. Thanks be to God for his inexpressible gift. I, Paul, myself entreat you, by the meekness and gentleness of Christ, I, who am humble when face to face with you, but bold towards you when I am away, I beg of you that when I am present I may not have to show boldness, with such confidence as I count on, showing against some who suspect us of walking according to the flesh. For though we walk in the flesh, we are not waging war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not of the flesh, but have divine power to destroy strongholds. We destroy arguments and every lofty opinion raised against the knowledge of God and take every thought captive to obey Christ, being ready to punish every disobedience when your obedience is complete. Look at what is before your eyes. If anyone is confident that he is Christ's, let him remind himself that just as he is Christ's, so also are we. For even if I boast a little too much of our authority, which the Lord gave for building you up and not for destroying you, I will not be ashamed. I do not want to appear to be frightening you with my letters, for they say, His letters are weighty and strong, but his bodily presence is weak and his speech of no account. Let such a person understand that what we say by letter when absent 
we do when present, not that we dare to classify or compare ourselves with some of those who are commending themselves, but when they measure themselves by one another and compare themselves with one another, they are without understanding. But we will not boast beyond limits, but we will boast only with regard to the area of influence God assigned to us, to reach even to you. For we are not overextending ourselves, as though we did not reach you. For we were the first to come all the way to you with the gospel of Christ. We do not boast beyond limit in the labor of others, but our hope is that as your faith increases, our area of influence among you may be greatly enlarged, so that we may preach the gospel in lands beyond you without boasting of work already done in another's area of influence. Let the one who boasts boast in the Lord, for it is not the one who commends himself who is approved, but the one whom the Lord commends. All right, we'll stop here for now. Thanks for listening and for supporting Beautiful Bible Podcast. The vision for this podcast is to read and meditate on the Bible and to share this experience so that we can know and grow in Jesus together in this life with God. Okay, be cool, be blessed, read the Bible. Peace out.